Happy Friday morning, everybody. It is May the 6th, 2022. Um, you've uh, stumbled into, <laughs> I've stumbled into, obviously, Romans Rewind. I'm Pastor Paul. So glad that you are here this morning. Um, hope you're making all necessary preparations for Mother's Day. This is going to be a shorter devotional this morning because I want to use it as a launching point to sort of get you thinking about what we're going to be preaching on this Sunday. And I want to go back to Romans 9. It's where we've been camping out, of course. And Romans 9 being that Mount Everest magisterial passage of the character and purposes and work and sovereignty of God. And we've been looking at this idea that that God chose Isaac, not Ishmael. God chose Jacob, not Esau. And we've said that, as with any system of theology, however we are to understand those verses, we need to make sure that they are supported by the rest of Scripture. And we also said that every system of theology, because it's our understanding of what God's Word has said, is going to be flawed and have deficits. And so sometimes what can happen is that we can be so concerned about defending our system of theology that we misinterpret or ignore or rearrange other verses um, that don't nicely fit into our system. And we said, we don't want to do that, right? Um, and, and, and we were looking at one of those passages, 1 Timothy 2, um, and, and how we're to understand it in light of Romans 9, okay? So, so flip over to 1 Timothy 2 for a second. And Paul says this um, in verse 4. No, this. I'm sorry, we'll start with verse 3. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And we said, well... If God desires all men to be saved, how, do, how are we to understand that in what is obviously the many other multitudinous clear teachings of Scripture about God's sovereignty, such as we find in Romans 9, Ephesians 1, and, and really Isaiah all over the Bible? Well, we, we, we started laying out these concepts, right, that we need to understand that in the will of God, there is what we would call the sovereign will of God, the fact that he's decreed everything ordained everything um, that's come to pass, even doesn't make him the author of evil. It just means that he's sovereign over everything. Um, but he also, that's his will, but he also has a moral will, what he has declared ought to be. Um, and the reality, and this is a mystery, is that sometimes what God sovereignly, sovereignly decrees or his sovereign will uh, makes use of violations of his moral will. And of course, the, 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 the greatest example of this is in the death of Christ, where we are told, obviously, that it was planned before the foundations of the world that Jesus would be the Lamb of God that was slain. Um, it, Jesus was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God and purpose of God, according to Peter in Acts 2. But yet we know it was done at the hands of sinful and lawless men. So killing someone is against God's moral law. But yet... It was done in service to God's sovereign will. And how those interplay, obviously, is a mystery, but it's an important category that we need to have, which brings us back to 1 Timothy 2, um, because I think that in category is important because when we ask the question, 
so pastor paul we understand good god desires all people to be saved to come to the knowledge of the truth but we know that not all are saved and so the question is why and what i want to say is that the answer to that question isn't in that text okay um we have to go outside that text to discover okay what what is the answer to that and so so um one system of theology would say well the fact that god desires all men to be saved and they're not the reason they're not ultimately the decisive factor is free will man exercises free will god desires him to be saved he's not at this choice okay so that that's one answer the other another answer is um well is is understanding this idea of god's sovereign will and god's moral will god um, not taking pleasure in the destruction of the wicked right um but in fact inviting all to come to him but in his sovereign mysterious plan um not all will be saved only those whom god has awakened their hearts okay and what i want to say is the answer to that question is not in first timothy 2 I believe the answer as to why all men are not saved is in Romans chapter nine. So, so here is the text for this coming Sunday. And it's something I want you to, to think and meditate on because to me, it's the clearest expression in all of scripture about the nature of our will to God's will. Look at verse 16 in chapter nine of Romans. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Now understand, it doesn't say in here that man does not have a will. Man most certainly has a will. But what Paul says is that man's will is not decisive, okay, in the area of salvation. It's decisive related to God's will. That's, that's what salvation is dependent upon. And, and here's just a little text for you to meditate on over the course of the weekend. And I think how we understand this is critically important, okay? Because particularly as we're thinking about maybe those who don't know Christ and what the decisive factor in their life is going to be if they do come to know Christ, listen to this verse in Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. There we have it. Paul says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. How or why or because of? Well, it's God who's first worked in you to will and to act according to his good pleasure. It's not that we don't have a will, it's just that God's will is sort of the umbrella around our will, and his will is decisive, and it takes a movement of his will to move our will. And that's gonna be a critically important distinction as we get into uh, Romans, the really the, the heartbeat of Romans 9, 14 through 18 this week. And one of the things you'll hear me say this Sunday, and I'll say it this morning as we close, Poor Oaks, sometimes we just have to give up on our pondering and fall down on our knees and give glory to God and say, God, we don't understand these things, but you do, obviously, and we entrust ourselves to you. We know that your call is to all men to be saved, 
And because of that, I'm going to preach the gospel to everyone and pray for everyone. But Lord, we ultimately entrust their souls to your mysterious sovereign will, knowing that you are the decisive one in whatever happens to that person. All right. That's our thoughts for the weekend. Hope you have a great weekend. Mother's Day weekend. We'll be back here on Monday morning. Let's pray. Father, we entrust our souls to you, you who know best, you who do what is right. And so, Father, um, we pray that we would just walk in awe of you today and your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.